Hello, and welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, but we know this is simply not true. I'm Canadian Girl. Thanks for joining me today. This is a Canadian podcast about the myths, legends, and just good old stories Canada has to tell. How's everybody doing today? Personally, I've been a little down lately. My work has been turned upside down due to some computer problems, and it's made me a little late in putting out this show. I just wasn't in the mood to write, and the story deserves a good writer. That being said, I'm hoping that things are on the mend at work, but I don't want to bore you with any more business stuff. Just wanted to say sorry for being a little bit late this time, but wanted to let you know why. I think it's good that we share our hard times. We all have them, and it's good to let them out. On to a much more fun note, if you've been following along, We were recently a part of a treasure hunt in Alberta, and though we did not find the treasure, I was able to record a bunch of our day, so I'm still hoping to get a bonus episode out to you as soon as I can. Though I think I know the answers to most of the riddles, I'm not sure I have them all correct, and I don't know some of them, so I'm patiently waiting for the team at Gold Hunt Canada to release that info, so stay tuned for the bonus episode coming soon. Enough of all this stuff though, you're all here to meet Canada's first lady of the sky, a woman who holds a land speed record for driving back and forth between New Brunswick and Quebec. After this, she would earn her private, commercial, transport and instructor's license in aviation. She would join all men's flying clubs and break records and stereotypes throughout her aviation career. Grab a snack, something nice to drink sit back in your favorite comfy spot. If you can't, imagine you are there as I introduce you to Miss Daphne Patterson from St. John, New Brunswick. It's 1905 and Dr. A.P. Patterson and his wife have just welcomed a baby girl in St. John, New Brunswick. Her name was Daphne Patterson. At a young age, Daphne was not like most girls playing with dolls, horses, and such. She was into cars, planes, trains, and even engines. She enrolled at McGill University in Montreal, where she would achieve a Bachelor of Science. Most women never even went to university back then, let alone would graduate with a Bachelor in Science. It was during her university days that she developed her love for speed. She began racing cars and was known to hold a land speed record for traveling from St. John's, New Brunswick to Montreal, Quebec, a record that most could not even come close to beating today, even with our much nicer roads and cars. Some have tried and cannot or just barely come close to her time. And we're talking about the 1920s when the road between St. John and Edmonston on the way to Montreal was super narrow, had lots of bends, railway crossings, and large debris like trees fallen over the road that often had to be avoided. She became an exceptionally good driver due to this treacherous drive she made so often between home and school. This was a pretty amazing feat for a young lady back then. I could not find her exact time listed anywhere, so I do apologize for that, but I did try. What I do know, today this trip is 738 kilometers and it is an eight and a half hour drive. This gives you some perspective on just how fast this lady may have been traveling.
This, however, was not fast enough for Daphne. She wanted more. She wanted to fly. And she planned to do just that. She went to the Montreal Light Aeroplane Flying Club, one of the first flying clubs in Canada. There, she requested her first flying lesson. The chief flying instructor at the club quickly volunteered to take Daphne out for her first lesson. Scratch your head? Why did he do this? Because he wanted to intimidate her from ever wanting to fly again. So much so that he did barrel rolls and other aerobatic maneuvers to try and scare Daphne. As a woman, she was not wanted in the flying business back then. Too bad for this jerk. Our Daphne was not the girl he thought she was. She was a natural-born pilot, and that one ride just lit a fire so big in her soul, she came back the very next day to sign up for more lessons. The chief instructor's jaw is said to have dropped to the floor. That a girl, Daphne. In 1929, she would join the Montreal Light Aeroplane Club, and this time had a much more encouraging instructor. On February 2nd, 1929, she would begin her first dual lesson with H. Tony Spooner. After seven hours and ten minutes of flying, she was allowed to go out on her own. Spooner claimed she was a natural. On May 29, 1929, at 24 years old, she passed her flying test with Inspector Stuart Graham. She would receive her private pilot certificate, number 327. This made her New Brunswick's first woman pilot and the second Canadian woman to achieve this. The first was Aileen Volick from Hamilton, Ontario. She received her private pilot's license on March 13, 1928. She was also the first Canadian woman to parachute into the water. Nice to meet you, Aileen. But this story is about Daphne. We may just come back one day to meet you, but until then, I salute you for being Canada's first female private pilot. Back to our girl Daphne. She did not stop at just her private license. She went on to achieve many more firsts for Canadian women in aviation. On March 15, 1930, less than one year after continuing her flight training, she would become the first woman in Canada to obtain her commercial pilot license, Certificate 658. The Department of National Security, who granted all aircraft licenses at the time, simply rejected her first application because she was a woman. Her instructor, Tony Spooner, who had always been in her corner whenever she needed him and believed in her natural talents as a pilot, he would help her challenge this decision, stating that the commercial pilot's license did not state anywhere it was for men only. In the end, they did grant her her commercial pilot's license, but added a new rule that commercial pilots would have to have a medical exam every three months as opposed to the six months as there was such a fear of her getting pregnant. Seriously, if you could see me, I'm shaking my head and that's all I'm going to say. On March 24, 1930, she would receive a letter from the Department of National Defense stating, In close, please find your formal commercial air pilot certificate 658, which you are to sign and retain. 
you should obtain the signature of the doctor who examined you in order to complete the certificate. Yours truly, A.T. Cowley, Squadron Leader, Superintendent, Air Regulations. In celebration of her success, on April 17th, there was a Canadian National Telegraph that was sent from Tony at 4.20 p.m. to Liverpool. It states, Montreal's Miss Patterson from the Montreal Light Aeroplane Club in St. Hubert, Quebec. Well done, chaps. Sailing Duchess of Richmond today. Daphne's hard work and determination made her well-known as a pilot in Eastern Canada. She was an active member of many flying clubs in Montreal, St. John, Fredericton, Toronto, and Hamilton. She became an active member in educating the public that women could make a career out of flying too. She was known to have gained a lot of press in her day, but sadly, even with all the attention, no airline would even consider hiring a female pilot under any circumstance a statement she cringed at and wanted to change. She was going to show everyone that a woman could fly too. In 1931, at just 26 years old, she won the Canadian Flying Club's The Haviland Trophy in Class A in the Maritime Zone Competitors. In 1932, the Webster Memorial Trophy was established by Dr. John C. Webster of Shadiac, New Brunswick, a memorial trophy and tournament for his son's memory. The mission to recognize Canada's accomplished amateur pilots. The tournament was committed to identifying Canada's top amateur pilot each year. The organization has run every year with an exception of an interruption during World War I and in 1954 due to costs. The competition was named after John Webster Jr., a civilian pilot who was unfortunately killed in a fatal aircraft accident in St. Hubert, Quebec while practicing for an aerobatic competition. Daphne Patterson would be runner-up the very first year the tournament ran. A fun New Brunswick fact? That same year, Amelia Earhart would land in New Brunswick at the old Milledgeville, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, location to refuel her Lockheed Vegas for her famous flight overseas. A young public transport pilot, who later becomes a squadron leader for the Royal Canadian Air Force, would catch the eye of Miss Daphne Patterson, his name, Alan J. Shelfoon. They soon would fall in love and get married. She would move to Hamilton, Ontario to be close to her husband. She would continue to fly and in 1938, at 33 years old, she would become the first female transport pilot in Canada holding license certificate number 130 with an A rating. That's the highest rating a pilot can have in Canada today. It would be equivalent to an airline pilot. But of course, her license came with that new three-month medical examination rule applied to it again. But Daphne did not care. She was the first fully licensed female pilot in Canada, and she had conquered her dreams. She was Canada's first lady of the sky.
At the time, Daphne and her husband Alan were the only husband and wife in Canada to hold both public transport pilot license together. Her husband Alan was an instructor at the time at the Hamilton Aeroplane Club where Daphne completed her course. She took her exam with Corporal DJ Joy over the weekend who congratulated her on her extensive knowledge in the matter. Her exam was said to be extremely hard to pass and an example of the test she had to complete was reported by a local paper at the time that she had to blind fly with only her instruments to guide her across the country. It didn't matter though, she passed them all, like the natural born pilot she always was. The local headline would read, Hamilton woman holds transport license. Prior to World War II, she would be the only woman in Canada to hold a public transport license. So was Daphne done learning to fly? Not even close. Her next mission was to get her instructor's license. She wanted to enlist in the Royal Canadian Air Force as an instructor. In May of 1940, at 35 years old, she would receive her instructor's license. She immediately applied to the Royal Canadian Air Force, who in the end had to turn her down at the words of the church, who would not allow a woman to teach a man to fly. <laughs> I'd say I don't agree with that. Also, at the time, 35 years old was considered to be too old to join the Air Transport Auxiliary. In desperation, she contacted Jacqueline Cochran, who was recruiting a newly formed Women's Air Force Service Pilots, known as the WASP. She needed to have an American citizenship in order to qualify, which she did not. She had 410 hours of flying experience and every possible rating you could have in your logbook, but no one would hire her, a woman pilot. At the end of the war, she would sadly give up her wings and become a journalist. Her and her husband, or possibly just her, as I read stories with both accounts, would move to Trenton, Ontario, where at the time there was no civil airfield. I am assuming she made this journey to Trenton on her own, as it later reported her and Alan are divorced and she moves into a home on the waterfront with longtime friend Evelyn Gray. No one really knows why she chose Trenton, Ontario, a point that is mentioned in almost every story I read. I'm going out on a limb here and have no evidence at all, but from what I've gathered from this tale, our Daphne may have traveled to Trenton, Ontario to possibly get away from everyone she knew and meet her longtime friend and maybe someone even more than that, Evelyn. They lived together in a waterfront home. That's a pretty sweet ending for a girl who liked to play with trains, cars, planes, and even engines. And in honor of Pride Month, I hope you girls did just find what you were looking for, especially back then when the world was so blind. Another fun New Brunswick fact, in 1952, Charles Lindbergh's Spirit of St. Louis arrived at the current St. John's Airport location to refuel before heading over to France to film the movie starring Jimmy Stewart and Charles, known as The Spirit of St. Louis. In 1978, the first Canadian chapter of the 99s, which is the largest international organization of women pilots, 
honored Daphne by presenting her with the Amelia Earhart Medallion at a small dinner party in Toronto, Ontario. Daphne herself was too shy for a big gala, which is what would normally happen, and asked for a smaller presentation. In 1980, a painting which was commissioned by Daphne Patterson was done by artist Don Connolly. It shows Daphne's gypsy moth CF AAA biplane in action. The original painting can be seen today at the Western Canada Aviation Museum in Winnipeg, Manitoba. There is also a collection of photos taken from Daphne's personal scrapbooks that can be viewed, a more personal look into some of her own memories. In 1982, Canada's First Lady of the Sky received her golden wings again. She passed away in Trenton, Ontario, free to soar once more. Wow, isn't she incredible? Why wasn't she in my high school history books? I would have totally paid more attention and I would have aced that test. I have always wanted to learn to fly and it's still something that is high on my bucket list to accomplish. Hanging out with Daphne for these past weeks gathering info has inspired me even more to achieve this goal in honor of the amazing women like Daphne Patterson, Aileen Volek, Amelia Earhart, and so many more women pilots who have worked so hard to make this option available to us today. They are all first ladies of our skies. Next time you look up at a plane flying by, just remember that could totally be you up there, flying high with the best views in the skies. I hope you enjoyed meeting Miss Daphne Patterson from St. John, New Brunswick, Canada's fastest driver from New Brunswick to Quebec to this day and our very first fully licensed female pilot here in Canada. Miss Daphne Patterson, we salute you and your many achievements. You are our first lady of the sky. I'm Canadian Girl. Until next time, my friends. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com. Want to help support the show? You can do that in three simple ways. The first one, you can leave us a shiny five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This small gesture means so much to this podcast as it allows us to move around on the podcast charts and meet more awesome listeners like you. The second, you can stop by our souvenir shop and pick up a souvenir from one of our great adventures. 
and take it on your very own. There's t-shirts, water bottles, notebooks, and so much more. Do head over to our souvenir shop today and grab some adventure gear. And finally, the third way you can help support the show is by donation. We have a fancy PayPal button that can be found on the top right of our webpage, nothingcanada.com. This button allows you the option to donate as much as you want, whenever you want. All donations will be used for the channel by buying new books for research, paying for the podcast website, and upgrading equipment. All three links to help support the show, of course, can be found in the show notes below. I thank you all so much for your support of the show. It means the world to me. My friends, to the end, you never let me down. I hope your week is full of good vibes, sunshine, lots of happiness, and I hope you win that contest. I'm Canadian Girl.